Thought maybe you boys might be interested in putting on a big-time wrestling bout. You know, make a nice hunk of dough for yourself. It's time to Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. Morgan, you're out of here. You don't have the right temperament for the trade. You're a dead man. What am I supposed to do? There's always barber college. Frankie, I know you're a great wrestler, but my brother, who ain't as handsome as you, is as strong as Charles Atlas. Yeah, but I've wrestled women that are bigger than him. Sure, you got fat, sloppy women. Hello and welcome to Camel Clutch Cinema, the podcast where we talk about movies that star wrestlers or have wrestling in them. I'm Guy Hutchinson. And I'm Craig Cohen. And today we're continuing our discussion of the Batman movies that have wrestlers in them. And this time we've got two fantastic guests. Captain Marvelous, how you doing tonight? Hey, you say you were going to have us as guests. Who are these fantastic guys you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and for those, I, I, I say, how are you doing tonight? For those listening in the daytime, how's it going today, Killenberg? Good. How are you guys doing? Incredibly awesome. No. Batman and Robin from the summer of 1997. Directed by Joel Schumacher and written by Akiva Goldsman. You know I think I've actually seen this. Okay. Captain. Actually, I think I used to have this on VHS. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't not. wait to hear this. All right, I think let's, I got for Christmas one year, actually. Let's start with you, Killenberg. Have you, when did you first see this movie, and do you remember watching it for the first time? I don't remember much of the details, but I do remember watching it, because when I was a kid, I used to be, like, a major Batman fan. I think, that I is, I think you've described like, every child it. ever born after 1960. Yes. Yeah. You were a kid and you were not a Batman fan. I, I, sorry, your parents didn't raise you right. I know. It's so well, true. I either got that movie for Christmas or my birthday, but I know I did get it like for, on video. Uh, and do you remember watching it? I mean, what did you think about it when you were younger? I'm, I remember liking it, but the weird part is I don't remember any details of it now, though. Yeah, I think, see, I think that's something. If you're a kid and watch this, you're like, oh, they blew things up. Oh, it was great. Uh, Captain, what do you remember about this? I saw this movie the day it came out. Mm-hmm. I remember for some reason there was no school that day, so I don't know if it came out during summer vacation. Well, it was, came out on the 20th of June, Captain. Right. Yeah, I think we were already out for summer vacation at that point. Um, I was, I think I was like 16 and yeah, I was out on summer vacation. I saw that movie when it came out in theaters. I went with a friend to see it here in California. That next day I traveled to New York to spend the summer with my brother. And the day I, the day I arrived in New York, he took me to the movies and he asked me what movie I wanted to see. And I saw Batman and Robin again. <laughs> <laughs> because at the time I actually really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, and I don't blame you. I can tell you my first uh, contact with this movie, not actually seeing it, but uh, knowing enough about it to know that I was starting to get concerned, was when I was, I was by uh, Dorney Park in Pennsylvania. It's a theme park, and there's a McDonald's near there. And I went into the McDonald's, and I went to go use the restroom. 
and they had put these plastic sheets over the men's room door and the woman's room door. It was like a big sticker that covered the door. And so now the men's room had a picture of George Clooney as Batman and said men's in a Batman font. And the ladies' room had a uh, picture of Alicia Silverstone as, as uh, what the hell is she, Batgirl, I guess? Yeah, Batgirl. And it said, well, it said women's, you know, or ladies. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, they got nipples on his on Batman's costume, and I turned my head as quickly as possible and was like, there's no nipples on her costume? Well, that doesn't make any damn sense. <laughs> no, for some reason, her costume has a bra uh, molded over it. Yeah, what? and so I was instantly, I was like, well, now I'm not down with this anymore. <laughs> now, have- I have you seen the, the movie with the director's commentary? I haven't. For this movie, no. <laughs> Now, he actually explains the nipples on the costume. Oh, wow. But Joe Schumacher explains that the reason the costumes have nipples is because he wanted the costumes to resemble those old, uh, like, Greek statues. Like, works of art where, sure. you know, they would, like, David and and the statue of David and all that. So I'm just wondering why he didn't just give them genitalia as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, indeed. You know, um, I... I find it weird also that we get that butt close-up almost immediately. We're like, yeah, that butt. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, yeah, I know for sure that's the one. Yeah. Before, before I forget, now, I, I mentioned I'm a huge fan of Batman the Animated Series. So during Batman um, Season 4, during the last season that they actually moved it to the WB and had a new animation style, there's an episode, I believe it's called... Uh, Tales of the Dark Knight, and it's the episode is three kids telling different stories about Batman, and each episode is animated in a different style. Like, some kid tells a tale, and it's Batman from, like, the 1960s. That kid tells a tale, and it's, like, the Frank Miller 1980s Batman. And there's a, there's a scene where the kids are walking, and there's this kid. There's, like, this gay kid, because there's no other way to describe him. Okay. They're, like, they're like kids. They're He's like, happy. Like, they're teens. So there's this kid, he's wearing a, a pink feathered boa, and he they ask he hears them talking and he goes and he says, I imagine Batman to be uh, in a world full of bright neon colors and all this stuff and you know and like rubber suits. Oh no. <laughs> then, so the kids keep the kids keep walking and they something like, Oh Joel, you're crazy. <laughs> I was gonna say I got the punchline. <laughs> Yeah, so a little kid supposed to be Joe Schumacher describing the Batman movies, and they kind of just, like, write him off. <laughs> so I thought that was a funny little nod to that. That is great. Yeah, I mean, it starts out weird. You got you got uh, Alfred shows up, and, and they do this gimmick throughout the movie where Alfred's dying, but it, it never really pays off. Like, at the end, he's like, well, I'm feeling better, so I guess I'll never die. <laughs> <laughs> it's maybe like Mr. Burns, who has so many diseases, they kind of cancel each other out. Yeah. Now, now, is that the one where um, Robin uses, like, plastic lips or whatever to kiss Poison Ivy? Yeah. Yes, that's yes. the one. Yes, it is. Now, Captain. Oh, yeah, I do remember stuff of it, actually. Yeah. How do you feel, Captain, about them making um, Batgirl uh, Alfred's niece as opposed to Commissioner Gordon's daughter? I didn't really mind because I wasn't too much into the Batgirl character, so I didn't really uh-huh. care what they did with her. Yeah, I, I, I seriously didn't really mind. I didn't see it as such a big deal. I just you know, like that. I always pictured um, like 
Catgirl, his I mean Catwoman, his girlfriend. Turns out all these years I was right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, what I like was she shows up and he's like, "Here's my niece who's a hundred years younger than me and is from England but <laughs> has a Southern California accent." Yeah, and right? she's like, "London was just crazy." It's like, what? What's going on here? And wasn't like her mom traveling in India or something? Yes, yes. Well, there's the whole thing with the picture, uh, with the with the picture and it's signed "Love Peg." Yeah. And we find out later that that's the password. That Alfred's password is three friggin' letters. That any <laughs> hacker could brute force his way into that literally in a few hundred keystrokes. Now Alfred is dying of McGregor's disease in this movie. Is now, that true? I'm wondering if, yeah, it's called McGregor's disease. And uh, I'm wondering if it's named after somebody or something specifically. I'll look it up. You guys keep talking. Right, you look it up. Yeah, he he's like he's dying and I thought it would have been funnier if he was like ridiculously dying like he's in a bed with tubes in him and he's like I'll get the door and they're like no Alfred it's cool. You know, he's like no it's my job. Now there's this website called Chacha. Yes. Yeah. All right. So according to Chacha McGregor's disease, McGregor's syndrome is only a fictitious disease introduced in the Batman movie. No. <laughs> oh, so it's not real. So I, I, I guess uh, uh, I'll eventually find out. Yeah. McGregor. Oh, that's right, McGregor. So he's dying of this thing, right? And it's so rare that only two people in the entire world have it. <laughs> and and then... It's true. Oh, oh. Alfred and Mr. Freeze's wife are the only two people in the world to get McGregor's disease. Mr. Freeze's wife who's in a giant tube and Mr. Freeze goes and visits with her. So uh, so the movie starts out, Mr. Freeze is like at the museum and there's like a giant dinosaur there. And Batman and Robin show up. Batman, Fred Flintstones down the dinosaur. Yes, yes. Does. And they do the yabba dabba do noise, right? No. <laughs> and then my memory is added that. I mean, I haven't seen that movie in, in years. <laughs> you you just make sure. <laughs> and then pulling up. Would birdie. it really be out of place? Would it have been great if the penguin was at the bottom and he pulls his tail and the penguin goes, Rrr! and then he goes, yabba dabba do. It's all Warner Brothers, right? <laughs> Why not? Hey, right. Now, um,. Batman breaks in through the skylight, right? Yes, I think. And then Robin does the sentence later. Scene from the movie where I see there, I think it's Robin because he crashes the motorcycle through a wall. Yeah, and it leaves, it leaves a Nightwing symbol. No, it's got to be this one because Robin has the motorcycle. Because at the beginning, he's like, "When yeah. am I going to get a car?" Chicks dig the car. <laughs> and is that what uh, Batman gives the? This is why Superman works. That's alone what he line. says. Yes, he does. <laughs> And and I believe this is also the same movie where uh, Alfred says, like, you forgot your lunch. He's like, I'll get takeout. Oh, no, that's, see, that's Batman Forever. These two movies are very, that's the opening scene of Batman Forever. He's like, yeah, I I remember. He goes to Taco Bell. (laughs) I'm serious. There used to be a Taco Bell commercial, and that's what it would show. He's like, I'll get takeout. It would show, like, the Batmobile pulling up to the Taco Bell drive-thru. I'd like some takeout. So did you guys ever get the collectible Taco Bell cups? There, I did. Not only did I get the two collectible cups, but I I recently purchased the McDonald's cups 
for yes, uh, the, the ones that lit up. Yeah, these were the ones. No, they didn't. I don't think they lit up. The Lord of the Rings ones did, um, but these ones were like the glass, you know, mugs, and they had like yeah. funny handles. I recently bought them on on eBay because I was sad that I didn't buy them when Batman Forever came out. I tell you, I love Batman because I, the first two movies. The merchandising was done through McDonald's, and then from Batman Forever, and the other ones they were done for Taco Bell. Ah, I had the I had the Happy Meal toys of Batman uh, Returns, and they were like the little they were like little cars. There was Penguin like in an umbrella mobile, <laughs> woman like in a purple car. I was gonna say Taco Bell had a, a, a pretty big film presence for a while between um, the Batman stuff. Um, the Godzilla tie-in they did, and D- Demolition Man. Oh, and Star Wars as well. I was going to say Star Wars as well, but you're right. Demolition Man, they had won the franchise wars. <laughs> All right, so anyway, sorry for interrupting. So Batman breaks the skylight. All right, so Batman fights Mr. Freeze. They put on the bat's gates. They fly out the window, and they sail through the sky on pieces of metal and say, Cowabunga. And then we, we get to Poison Ivy. And Poison Ivy is is like dowdy Uma Thurman with lots of acne. And she's got her this crazy boss who's like who just looks like the most you know cartoonish, ridiculous human being ever born. You know he's got like made up glasses that have extra lenses in them. Yeah, he has like um, like when you go to the eye doctor, but on his face. <laughs> yes. And so now, actually, um, before now, this guy, the guy who played his who played the evil doctor, he actually played Lex Luthor's dad in Smallville. Oh, get out. Okay. Yeah. So just wanted to point that other DC connection in there. That is very cool. So uh, so she, uh, he's like, I'll have to kill you now. And then she kills him. And then and then Bane, he had created Bane by taking this scrawny guy and pumping him through with this with this serum or whatever. Which oh, turned, venom wasn't it? It was it was the like a, a venom like from a plant or something. Yeah, I, that makes called that makes sense. Yeah. That makes that makes sense, and he puffs up to become professional wrestler Jeep Swenson, <laughs> known as the Final Solution. Well, no, no, the Ultimate Solution, Captain. Yeah, and then he changed it. <laughs> we covered that last episode. Now, Captain, yeah. can you confirm or deny that when Bob Holly became Hardcore Holly, that he he used the finishing move called the Holly Cost? <laughs> yeah, I think I think he might have used that for a couple of episodes of uh, shows. Yeah, uh, uh, you know what? If you type Bob Holly and then the letter H, Holly cost comes up as a as a like a Google's already filled that in. Holly cost. It was uh, a sit out suplex slam. All right, so we are. Wow, you're right. It says Holly cost Bob Holly. <laughs> That's right. He was. That was his his move. That's what he did. I gotta say that's probably that's probably worse than the final solution in my opinion. I think it is. Yes. Well, it's just like WWE throwing Goldberg into an elimination chamber. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that they think much much through with these things. All right, so, so Jeep Swenson, and he only made one appearance, I believe, right? Or two appearances. Yeah, he made very he, few. He, well, his story was... He started out as a wrestler in WCCW, left wrestling, ended up in No Holds Barred as Ludwig Perkins. He was like the the big guy in the like flaming, 
you know, place. He had a big wrench. It was like, you know, the, yeah, the big or whatever. Yeah, yeah, obviously. And, and, and Zeus kills him. Zeus kills him. Zeus takes him out. And uh, I think that's when Rip and Randy, Rip's brother Randy and his friend are, are watching. And they're like, and he's like, look, we're converting Rip fans. And he's like, we're not Rip fans. And Rip's his brother. And then Zeus <laughs> beats the snot out of him. And that, you know, puts him in. Well, anyway, everybody... Everybody should now, see uh, No Holds Barred. Now, you've actually... Do you uh, listen to SWF Extra? Uh, no, no. I, I am not a contributor yet. I, I Because they're they're doing the SWF Retro, which they go back, review old episodes of Raw and Nitro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right now, actually, about two episodes ago, they got to the episode with uh, Zeus or uh, Z Gangster and That's the right. Ultimate Solution. That's right. Is that so, the one you have to pay for? Yeah. But, so... As we were saying before, Zeus appeared in in Dark Knight, the, probably the best of the Batman movies, and Jeep Swenson <laughs> appears in the worst of the Batman movies. There is and we also get a wrestler in this movie. There is another very cool wrestler in this, and another incredibly cool wrestling connection. George Clooney has been dating Stacy Keebler for quite a few years. Yes, that's true. I didn't even think about that one. So there's probably been some head scissors, maybe maybe a pile driver or two in the bedroom. Well, to be fair, Stacey Keeler didn't know how to wrestle. That's so. right. <laughs> probably, probably just a lot of wrestles. Yeah, she did. now didn't she used to take her dog to the ring and then stick the dog's butt in everybody's face? That was uh, Tori Wilson. Okay. You know what? I got to say, as much as they were both distinguishing beautiful women, they're about the same to me. They were both just leggy blondes that I, you know, there you go. That was. Yeah. It's just one is dating A-Rod and the other. Just yeah. Yeah. It's good times. So, um, so we get Jeep Swenson. He's terrible in this movie. He's ridiculous in this movie. Yes. Burn. Burn. Put a bomb. What, now, Captain, I, I, I know you're you're a, a fan of the comic book. What did you think about the decision to make Bane into the dumbest character in the history of cinema? You know what? To me, this Bane, this version of Bane is so... Like, I seriously don't even count him as a villain in this movie. Right. Read the reviews or, or the synopsis is like, Batman, Robin, and Batgirl must take on Poison Ivy, Mr. Freeze, and Bane. I'm like, wait, Bane? He's in that movie? Yeah. Yeah. To me, he's seriously, uh, maybe he's like two lines above a henchman. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, Swenson died two months, less than two months after this movie came out. Oh, that's sad. He, this was the last thing he made. Yeah. And, like, and Hulk oh, Hogan and James Caan gave eulogies at his funeral. It's just like when Orson Welles made Transformers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or Raul Julia, and he made Street Fighter, and that was his last role. I gotta say, though, Raul Julia put his heart into that movie. Oh, that movie's awesome. It is I, great. I, I, and Raul I Julia have, is is number one, the reason why that movie is good. That man gives the greatest performance I've ever seen him give in that movie. Yes, he is freaking awesome. He is. I mean, I'm not. I'm not making a joke. Anybody that is, you know, hasn't seen that movie, watch that movie. He is so over the top and just brilliant. I mean, he's he's doing he having, he's doing a stage he, performance. It's great. 
yeah, he's having the time of his life in that yeah. movie. There, there's a, a bunch of great scenes, but there's one where um, uh, Chun Li is telling him about when he killed her father. And he yeah. and she tells this whole story about how he came in and they you know and, and they killed his killed her father but the rest of the villagers pushed him back and he left like a coward and he she finishes and he goes I'm sorry I don't remember any of this and she goes what and he's like you see for you the day that Bison blessed your village with his presence was the most important day of your life but for me it was Tuesday. <laughs> ah, so he did remember. <laughs> yes, I guess he did. But it was yeah. There's like I like the scene where you're like, "Madman, I'm a god." He just like floats up, <laughs> and he like flies up to the ceiling, and he's like, <laughs> "Oh, that movie's awesome." Oh, it's great. Oh. It is a great movie. By the way, last episode, guy, we talked about the James Caan uh, Jeep Swenson connection. That's right. Um, just, for, just for people who are curious, he played James Caan's bodyguard in Bulletproof, the Adam Sandler movie. Oh, my movie. God. When, oh, Jeep man, Swenson must have been, let me just say this, Jeep Swenson must have been the nicest human being on the planet. Because if you worked with him on the movie Bulletproof with uh, Adam Sandler and I think what one of the way Damon Wayans, I think. Damon. Damon. Yeah, How yeah, could you possibly be in a good mood and have any positive memories from that? Jeep must have been just so nice that they were like, I was in that horrible, horrible angle with Zeke Gangsta, but geez, he was great. I'm going to go give his eulogy, and James Conn's like, you know what, Hawkster, I agree with you, because Bulletproof was really a horrible time, but Jeep made it better. Yeah, he must have really been nice. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Jeep is just terrible. Poison Ivy, when she becomes Poison Ivy and she's enchanting them and they're, they're bidding, oh, one million to sleep with her, two million. I've got a back credit card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are you going to get the money from? I'll borrow it from you. And, and then there we see go. they put those, those terrible eyebrows on her. Yeah, she had the, like, vine eyebrows. Made him look like Spock. So bad. So actually, wait, uh, just hold on. With the whole Bat credit card, so did Batman have a P.O. box or did he have a mailbox at the Bat Cave? Oh, he had to have a P.O. box, right? Do you think maybe he had his own bank to back his Bat credit card? <laughs> and the Bat credit card expires in forever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But what's the, the you know, forever? But how dumb is that? How do you ask for ID with the Bat credit card? But, like, you know, even that scene before that point, it's like in every other one of those movies, Batman sneaks in and sneaks out. But in this movie, he's, like, hanging around and he's got a back credit card. Yeah, well, it's just like they said. It's like the Adam West, because he's, like, hanging out with Commissioner Gordon. They're doing, like, balls together. That's right. He's got that charity ball. Yeah. So They, find it, they don't find it suspicious that Bruce Wayne who lends out his diamonds for the charity, isn't at the event. <laughs> I hear that Bruce Wayne lent us some diamonds for the no, event. Uh, I just got off the phone with him, and unfortunately he won't be able to make it tonight. Now, another thing I remembered is uh, during the first scene uh, earlier when Bruce Wayne is giving the press conference about the, the charity ball, and uh, he's being interviewed by Gossip Gertie. Yes. <laughs> now, Gossip Gertie, uh, if you didn't know, she has played... By the widow of Bob Kane, who is the creator of uh, Batman. Oh, cool. 
Yeah, she. I believe she also appears in uh, Batman Forever. So uh, yeah, she uh, she makes a cameo in that movie as uh, Gossip Gertie, the the TMZ lady, pretty much. The character seems to be based on Hedda Hopper, and I think I've now completely showed how old I am and alienated everyone listening. <laughs> so, um, you can Google Hedda Hopper though and learn all about her. So, she had nice hats. Anyway. Um, the other thing about this movie is you have Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was the world champion, world box off champion of SmackDown in 1999 yeah. when he showed I up. I remember that. And I love Arnold. And I loved Arnold so much at this time that I thought this would be the greatest movie I would ever see in my life. There would be no chance that Arnold would not deliver. He is so bad in this movie. Yes. He gets all his uh, puns. Eyes to see you. It's so horrible. It's just so yeah. bad. I don't know why they would do this. It's just like every line is just worse than the one before it. And they try to make his story, Mr. Freeze's story, sentimental to match that of the animated series. Because before the animated series, uh, Mr. Freeze actually never really had a backstory. Right. He was just a villain with a freeze gun. And up until the animated series, that's when they gave him the story with the wife and try to make him a more sentimental character, which is what they try to go for with this movie. But unfortunately, it left you cold. (laughs) (laughs) And what's the whole thing with ice generating coldness? Well, he had a diamond in his suit, but then beyond... Yeah, I'm sorry, I mean diamonds. Yeah. (laughs) Because we called them ice. (laughs) I've got ice water in my veins. That bothered me from day one, the whole ice being, uh, or diamonds being cold. Well, it's easy. It's because, uh, shut up, that's why. Put this conversation <laughs> on ice. <laughs> there was, this was the same summer as uh, Jurassic Park, The Lost World, Jurassic Park 2. And there's a line early in the movie where he's like, you know what killed the dinosaur? The Ice Age. And it's like, no, that movie did all right. This movie did not. They made another one of those. They didn't have to wait 30 years to reboot it. It's bad. I mean, it is really bad, but he gets locked up. He gets caught. Like, early in the movie, he gets caught. He's at the feet of Batman. He's just sitting there. He's like, you know, Batman's like, I got him. It's over. Remember when Arnold Schwarzenegger was a governor? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, he was he was your governor, right, Cap? Yes, he was. Yeah. Um so speaking of Arnold and him being governor, there is another former governor in this movie. Arnold gets arrested, goes to prison, and the guard is Jesse the Body Ventura. Right, that was so weird. It's because he's not he's not really named or anything. He's just there. That had to be a just a, 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 a Arnold calling in a favor, right? Yeah, it had to be. Yeah. Is it weird that I pronounce a Ventura, or is that one of pronunciation? I think that's a, an acceptable. I think you can put the ch sound in there. Yeah, I think that's all right. But yeah, he's just like he's like you'll never get out of here, and I was like, whoa, that's Jesse Ventura. Yeah, you mentioned it during your show on the Ventura cameos, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird cameo. You recognize the voice right away. Yeah, exactly. And then he uh poison ivy uh she she blows some mist at him or whatever and he falls down and, and Yeah, and the, and the way she got into Arkham Asylum was like you got some visitors, your sister. 
And they just let Poison Ivy in, like, just walk in there. Even though she's dressed like a freaking villainess. Oh, I'm his sister. <laughs> now, there was actually Mr. Freeze was going to kill Ventura because he beats him up, but when he tries to run away and he gets into the heat, he starts choking. Oh, for the for the people that are younger or new to wrestling, Jesse Ventura used to be a wrestler. I actually know people that didn't know that. That's right, yes. <laughs> no, I... All right, so that's... Yeah, he plays the guard. That was just weird. Yeah, it is. It's it's a very strange moment that he just shows up there. So uh, so after the after that scene, you know, we get we get a lot of um, let's see, we saw a lot of Bane, we saw a lot of Poison Ivy, and we eventually we get to you know the big climax. I mean, there's you know it's it's just kind of a movie that just keeps going from one thing to another. We do get some weird scenes where Alicia Silverstone goes out in street races in some kind of weird day glow section of town. Yeah, and we got a a, a cameo in there by Coolio. Oh, that's right. He, she's she she's gonna race, and she talks to Coolio for like ten seconds. Yeah, Coolio's the guy, like the bookie, I guess. <laughs> so I, 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 that's all I have to say about this movie. They, you got a you got a big wrestler in it. You got another wrestler who's not really a wrestler, but he's very big and has a weird part in this movie. And so you got a big wrestler in a small part, a small wrestler in a big part. And just a lot of bad throughout. Um, was there any other thoughts you guys had on it? Well, I mean, I think you can sort of say that this movie, it 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 destroyed the Batman franchise for almost eight years. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and um, there was actually going to be a sequel to this movie. Now, prepare for the details. They're almost as amazing as the Superman one. Well, now we know the, the title. The title's Batman Triumphant, right? Yes. But I don't know so the, the details. Now, the characters, the villains of the movie were going to be the Scarecrow, Man Bat, which is a giant bat, that's all it is, and get ready for this, Harley Quinn. Oh, No, but Harley Quinn, now if you know Harley Quinn, or if you don't know, she's the Joker's little... Psychic. What? No, yeah, she, she was actually a creation of the animated series. Yes. No, no, she. No, you guys are all wrong. That's Kevin Smith's daughter. She was going to be the villain in this. It was going to be Kevin Smith's daughter, and she'd be going around talking about her dad, saying that the the giant spider was lame. But that was well. It was close enough. So the story was going to be that Harley Quinn was actually the Joker's daughter. Ooh. And guess what actress they were trying to get to play her? Hmm, all right, hmm. so we're talking Jack Nicholson's daughter. Jack Nicholson's daughter, 1997, hmm. blonde hmm. actress. Blonde actress? Were they trying to get John Cena in a wig? Blonde. Blonde. No, not John Cena in a wig. Uh, <laughs> I'm, let's see, blonde actress around that time that hadn't already, so we're not talking Kim Basinger or uh, or Nicole Kidman. Um. Oh man! Uh, Could you imagine John Cena in a wig, though? <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> like Bugs Bunny. Yeah, there you go. Uh, no, it wasn't me or John Cena. Hmm, I I uh, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to say Goldie Hawn. Uh, close enough. <laughs> Trish Stratus. No, the actress that was gonna play Harley Quinn, who was gonna be Jack Nicholson's daughter, Lori Petty. Madonna. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. 
So you you know that was going to be a great movie. And was that the one where they were talking about possibly Howard Stern playing um, the Scarecrow? I believe so. See, I had okay. I had never heard that. I had heard uh, Robert England. Okay, that would have been awesome. That that would have been great, actually. Yeah. The no, this the no the Howard Stern thing was Howard Stern said that that he had been approached about it, and then everybody else said no, we never approached you, and then I think he said I was kidding. Um, but it, it was uh, reported, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so the story, there was supposed to be also a, a cameo by Jack Nicholson as the Joker uh, from a, a nightmare sequence that Batman would have thanks to the uh, Scarecrow's uh, scare gas. Oh, I like that. Um, yeah, so it was going to be a weird movie. All right, let me uh, let me read you from uh, uh, Splitster.com, The Lost Rolls of Howard Stern. Uh, in here, there is uh, RoboCop. Stern was offered an unspecified part in RoboCop, but turned it down, saying on the air that the movie looked stupid. After seeing the film, he publicly discussed how much he liked it. I have never heard that, and I'm a big RoboCop fan. That's hilarious. Um, now, scrolling down, Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, the role Barry Sims. Who got it? Leo Getter. Howard Stern was offered the part of DJ Barry Sims in the sixth installment of the Halloween franchise, which starred a young Paul Rudd and was a big, big failure and could have tarnished Stern's career had he been involved. Uh, let's scroll now, down. Now, Killenberg, you're a big Halloween fan, right? Yep, I got all ten of them. Yeah, I had, had you heard of that? Over the no, I didn't hear about that, actually. That's the weird part about it. But did you yeah, know, sure. actually, there's a... Um, there's actually a producer's cut of Halloween Six, but it's yes. not illegal. It's never. It was actually never legally released. Yeah, I've seen that at the at conventions. You did? Yeah, yeah. If you want, I'll pick it up for you next time I go to one. Yeah, because I heard that they never released it like publicly. Well, yeah. I mean, Just this is you know sort of under the table type stuff. Ah, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. Go, okay. You have to go under the table to get it. Okay, go ahead, Captain. Now we're just getting off track. Because uh, 100% wrestling, absolutely no filter. <laughs> Were we done with Howard Stern guy? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, the 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 only thing it said about the uh, about the scarecrow role was nothing exciting. That's why I went with reading the other ones. Okay. All right. So, uh, so, we're, so the movie's already ended then, or we're or yeah. already on the climax. That's about that's about exactly. what happened. You're talking about Fidel Castro. It ends. They all run at the screen. I think. And then they play some horrible '90s song. Uh, no, it was good. That was by um, that was the the Smashing Pumpkins. The end is the beginning is the end. I like that song. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, that is a good song. Yeah, and that they, might be the, the, the only good thing that came out of that. And then they actually made they used the the reverse side of that single for the movie Watchmen. Yes, in the in the Watchmen trailer, that was a big a big song. Yeah, yeah the name switch too, actually. So, uh, so the important part to ask now, uh, Craig, do you tap out to Batman and Robin? Yes, as I mentioned on last week's episode, I forfeit the match. Yeah. I, I don't even have a chance to tap. I walk to the back and let them count me now, out. Now, for people listening to Off the Ropes, they may not have heard last week's episode, so uh, they're like time travelers because I think our episode will actually show up after this one, but that doesn't matter. Uh, so, yes. so, so you tap out. I tap out as well. Tap out hard. Captain, do you tap out to Batman now, and Robin? 
I don't know if it's possible if I could do a time limit draw. For <laughs> because as, as an adult and as a comic book fan, seeing all the failings of it makes me tap out. Right. But as a fan of really, really bad movies, this is one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I got to say, I, I have come around to this movie over the past two or three years where I've started, I've seen it two more times, and I've started to go, you know what, it's fun to watch. That part's really funny, and, you know, that part's incredibly stupid, and I can't wait for it to happen, and then the explosions are cool, and it, it looks cool. This is how lazy this movie is. They use they, they use a scene of Robin the same scene twice. Now, in this scene, and I'm pretty sure you've noticed it. You're already laughing, so you know what I'm talking about. Robin is being drowned by Poison Ivy's plant. Right. So he bursts out of the water, like, to get, to you know, to catch some air. But then he gets dragged back in. Now, how did they get this effect of him being dragged in? They played the film in reverse. <laughs> so he goes up, he gets, he gets a breath of air, and then they reverse it. So he goes back down, and later on, when he finally escapes the plants, is the same shot of him coming back up. Of course it is. <laughs> of course. Now, was this the death nail for uh, Robin's career? What's his name? Chris O'Donnell? Chris O'Donnell, yeah. I mean, this really was... Uh, this I think the end of his movie career. For, I think this was it for Alicia Silverstone as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I think hers, I, I really feel like her career, his career felt like it was on the rise at this point. He's done a lot of TV work since then, but almost... Yeah, with, he's done that NCIS Los, Los Angeles. That's right, yeah, the uh, exactly, the, the CBS show. Um, the only other movie I, I remember him from was that one where they're ice climbing. Oh, yeah, um, Vertical Limit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the only other movie I remember him in. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, we saw that in the theater, guys. <laughs> was he... He just replaced by Keanu Reeves. <laughs> like seriously, did Keanu Reeves just like take his his roles from now on? I think Keanu Reeves stole his thunder back. We've talked about thunder taking before, That's right. and was there was the probably a point where Chris O'Donnell started taking roles from Keanu, Taker. and Keanu took him back, sort of like Johnny Depp and Skeet Ulrich. That's right. Yes. Yeah, he was the thunder taker. And then he had his thunder taken. But Alicia Silverstone, I feel like this was, she was on the way out. Now, she's had a career since then, but 1993, she did The Crush, and that was her breakout movie. Two years later, yeah. Clueless, which was a gigantic hit. Uh, she she then appeared in this two years after that. And the two movies in between Clueless and Batman and Robin were both straight-to-video films. So here she had had, you know, her biggest success had been two years before this came out. She then did uh, that movie Excess Baggage. She did the movie Blast from yeah, the Past, both uh, of which were... What's that? Excess Baggage, was that the one with Christopher Walken? Yeah, um, well, I'm trying to remember Christopher Walken. That was Benicio del Benicio Toro. Benicio del Toro. In the truck of the car, yeah, right? in, in the car, and yeah. Christopher Walken's the bad guy in that. I think, yeah, I think, yeah. So he's like he's like the uncle of uh, of uh, what's her name, uh, Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, but so I. And isn't he in Blast from the Past? Isn't he the dad? Yeah, he's the dad in that one, and she's the girlfriend. <laughs> Taking the microphone here. Yeah, that's how shocked I was about that. But I mean, if you look at if you look at her career uh, after after you know she did excess baggage, then two years later, blast from the past. You know, nothing in between. And then I mean, since then, I mean, I'm gonna name, I'm gonna throw out these movie titles. Raise your hand if you've ever heard of them. Love's Labor's Lost, 
Global Heresy, Scorched, Silence Becomes You, Stormbreaker, Candles on Bay Street, The Art of Getting By, Butter, Vamps. I've heard of Vamps. Angels and Stardust. What's that? Vamps, I think, was that horrible Halle Berry movie, right? Let's see, 2000. No, that was Vamps. Vamps, yeah. So. <laughs> now, this uh, this is a uh, 2012 comedy horror film that reunites Clueless director Amy Heckerling with act- actors Alicia Silverstone and Wallace Shawn. Ah, so both of their careers were down the place. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, in here, she does have a couple, like she did a cameo in uh, Scooby-Doo 2, and she had a part in Beauty Shop, which, you know, uh, was the follow-up to uh, to uh, Barber Shop. And she also played herself in Tropic Thunder, you may remember. But, I mean, this her career, this killed her career. Yeah, because she was actually like the big it girl. Yeah, I think uh, the only one to survive this was Clooney. Like, and I think the only reason Clooney ever really like if the Ocean's Eleven movie didn't come out and was a hit, I think Clooney would have been done too. Yeah, yeah. And then well, Uma Thurman made uh, made off pretty well. Okay. <laughs> I guess I don't have. I mean, I don't have an argument for or against Uma Thurman's career after this. I it's maybe. Well, I guess Uma Thurman. She got the Tarantino treatment where he'll take like some bombing actor and then make him a star, like he did with Travolta. Was she in a? Oh yeah, she was in Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was a. That was a hit. All right. Fine. And she was in Be Cool with the Rock. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Remember the Rock. She was in My Super Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, yeah, I did see that one. <laughs> There's a shark in it. Yeah. In, a, uh, in the bedroom. So or do you tap out to this movie? Oh, I do. I tap. I tap. Killenberg, okay. did you tap? I don't think I would, actually. Oh, Killenberg, he's only tapped out three times in his career. <laughs> what? <laughs> Chris Jericho. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, so I'd probably have to see it again before I can really determine that, I guess. you got to say, Craig and I have tapped out more times than Zack Ryder. <laughs> we we tap out almost every week. Yeah, we're the job squad. That's right. <laughs> there you go. So you mainly like review like bad movies that I take it? Well, we, we mainly review movies that have wrestlers in them, which lends itself <laughs> to a lot of bad movies. Oh, you should review... um. Rob Zombie's version of Halloween because he th- it actually has a wrestler starring in it. Tyler Maine, right? Yeah, yeah. He actually plays Halloween. <laughs> no, he plays Michael Myers, the not as cool version. I I uh, I saw Tyler Maine at the uh, at the premiere of Barbed Wire City, and I looked at him and thought, "Who is that guy? He looks familiar. Who is him? I, I can't can't tell who that is." <laughs> and then I thought I even thought about going to the Blue Meanie and being like. Who's that guy that you were talking to? He's, he looks very familiar to me. Because I just kept thinking ECW. He had to be some ECW guy. And then they did the Q&A, and I was like, they'll probably tell me who that guy was. And then they never did. And then, like, the that night uh, on, on Meanie's Twitter, he tweeted a picture of him. And I was like, ah, that's who that was. I would have totally gone up to Taylor Maine and chatted with him. He always reminds me of Tess. Yeah, you know, it, he, well, you know, Rob he does have that look. Second one, you'll probably be running out of the building, not tapping out. <laughs> and also, Tyler Maine had one of the silliest wrestling names ever. 
Do you remember what it is, guys? No, I, I definitely it? don't. What was it? Sky Skywalker. Oh, God. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> not as bad as Terrorizing. Oh. Terrorizing. <laughs> this is the worst name ever. Who was who was terrorizing? That was was that it was an Edge, was it? No, it was Triple H Triple. and WCW. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, wait, Taylor Maine, If I remember correctly, he had like eight different wacky names. Am I right about that, Craig? Yes, he also wrestled as Big Sky, the Skywalker, Gully Gaspar, Tyler Maine, of course, right. Nitron, right. and Daryl Carolette <laughs> with a K. You know which, yes. movie, which movie you should do at least, or do something like on Tyler, Tyler, I was going to call him Tyler Perry, on Tyler main cameos, the the Joe Dirt, I really, I like this cameo in that one. I don't even remember that. He's the, uh, when Joe Dirt is working as an oil driller, he's the guy that picks on him. Oh, awesome. And then he takes a pee on a, like on an electrified rail or something. That's hilarious. Joe yeah, Dirt. so he makes a small cameo in that. He was also Sabretooth, so there's that. Yeah. He actually looks more like Edge and Christian combined. Not as much. <laughs> just Edge. Edge looks like oh, the... Well, if you see him in the Halloween movies, you probably shouldn't say that. It looks like a bomb in them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've never you know I haven't seen those. You know what actor Edge reminds me of? The guy who played Jaws in the James Bond movie. Richard Keel? You, the oh, jawline? You think uh, he's got that jaw? <laughs> Yeah, look at him and then look at Edge. They have like the same type of face. Just one has it like with more distinguished features. I, I do see. You know, it's weird with Chris. younger he kind of looks like Edge. I mean, with Chris Jericho. What? John Malcolm. When Chris Jericho is um, younger, he kind of looks like Edge. That's the weird part about it. Oh. But I, I see what you're talking about, Captain. I always notice that Edge has this giant jaw, you know, this uh, this smile that goes an extra inch on each side and, you know, this just chin that juts way out. I mean, it's it's weird because you almost don't notice it because he's a good-looking guy, but if you stare at his chin, you're like, it's not a good-looking guy's chin. That's, you know, it's a monster's chin. How did, how did this guy get this? Actually, have you guys ever seen that movie, Miss March? It's from the um, some of the guys from The Whitest Kids You Know. I haven't seen it. I like that show. All right. Well, one of the guys from The Whitest Kids You Know looks exactly like Ed. Uh, Are you sure it's not him? Look up Miss March, and uh, you'll see the poster, and it looks like Edge on the poster. Oh. Uh What if it is him? (laughs) He talks like Edge, too. I think you're onto something, Killenberg. So no, Miss Mark. Yeah, look that up. Oh yeah, just letting you guys know, I'm actually very anti remake too. Just warning you about that. Yeah, he hates remakes. When I well, t- I don't think they're going to be remaking Miss March, so we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> when I remake this, stuff, I tend to quit. You're wondering why I'm like bashing Rob Zombie's Halloween. That's why, pretty much. All right, so you guys want to get back to the book, or you think we should, or we're done? I mean, it's, this is March. Is that what it was? It, it, if we want to go cafe, it's late on on our coast. If you want to not be cafe, oh, yes. we we clearly cannot do it for some other non cafe reason. Yeah, because over here time limit and it's time like, limit expires. <laughs> That's right. Up here it's like noon. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're gonna well, leave that. We'll leave the other chapter for another. I want to come back. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Me too. I want to hear all about Nick Cage. Well. He's uh, the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> Nick he Cage was his... born. And... 
He changed his name to Nicolas Cage based on uh, Luke Cage, comic book character. That's right. And uh, Nick Fury. And he named his he named his kids uh, Jor El and uh, Margot Kidder. I think is his second born. <laughs> well, I know he he did name his no he named his son Kal El, didn't he? Yes. <laughs> but wouldn't it be great if he had named him Zod and then Perry White? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. He's but I know he that's not a joke, people. Nicholas Cage named his son Cal L, which is Superman's birth name. Yes, and he said that if he has another kid, he's naming him Doomsday. <laughs> <laughs> Doomsday, come in here. Doomsday, clean your room. That's why I don't have kids. I would have named my kid like uh, like Clark Wayne, and then the other one would be like Bruce Kent. <laughs> That's why I'm not allowed to have children. If I I would I would name my child the guy Nicolas Cage played in Face Off. That's just what I would call him. I'd be like, you are. Oh, I've seen the picture of Miss Marge. Um, I guess it's not him. Okay. <laughs> I would name my kid High Skywalker. <laughs> now I have a friend. Now my friend, well, the one who owns the wrestling toy store, his sons. Okay, one of, one of his sons is named Justice, which leads me to wonder if he named them after Sid Justice. Yes. And the other kid, the other kid is named Jericho. It's so funny. That's awesome. A lot of people. Yeah, and the store and all that. So it's like weird. Like, it just makes me think. Huh? Like, did he name them after Sid Justice and Chris Jericho? <laughs> That's so funny because a lot of people assume my son's name is Justice, but it's just Ice. <laughs> I one time was in a car with two girls and one, her last name was Bundy and the other girl's last name was Hogan. And I was so excited and tried to explain to them why and neither of them understood. Uh, uh, all right. So I think that we're going to leave it at that. All right. Can, uh, we, thank you for can we, before we go, can we do like a big outro for our show? Oh, that's right. Because it's a, see, it's, once again, everybody, this is a multicast. We're breaking barriers here. That's right. Crossover. All right, yeah, so do your you do your outro and then I'll do mine. All right, I'll do Okay, so my outro first. So that brings to a close our discussion of Batman and Robin. Craig Cohen, thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you as always. Thank you, Captain. It's always a pleasure. And Killenberg, thanks for being here. Yep. Thanks for having me with you. And thank you to you for listening and we will see you next time right here on Camel Clutch Cinema. So you want to wrestle, huh? You're too little. We got ushers bigger than you. Leave. I got to take a crap. What's that smell? <laughs> Your Skittles plus my Skittles. Now uh, uh, goes Jimmy King. It's not even a pay-per-view. I love that outro.